Hello and welcome back to our program series called the Persian Magi. Today the title of our program is Iran or Persia, the deep root of paganism. If you have an Iranian guy in your neighborhood and you ask him or her what nationality you are, she or he may probably respond, I am Persian. Then you'll wonder, is this another name for Iran? So uh, there are lots of people around the world who are wondering what, why is this country is undecided about the final name of the country. Some may think that Persia is only the ancient name of the country, while Iran is the new one. But this is not the case, because both names are over 2,000 years old. Another may say those calling themselves Persians are trying to remind the audience about the greatness of Persian Empire, this way letting others know how glorious their country has been in the past. Those who know a little more will remind you that when Reza Shah started the Pahlavi dynasty a century ago, it was no one but Hitler who advised him to choose the name of Iran for the country instead of Persia. In fact, maybe even many Iranians too have no idea that the answer to this question goes way back through the history and the dilemma is more of a religious nature than geographical or political. About Magi, historians have divided the Iranians who settled in this geographical region to three branches or three major tribes, Medes, Pars, and Parth. The first one who took power has been the Media, who founded Median Empire. There are very few archaeological facts or relics left from the time of Medes. They are mostly reported in the clay tablets of Assyrian Empire from 3000 BC onwards. Herodotus, the father of history, says the Magi have been a dualist religious sect or tribe among Medes who worshipped two deities. They were the doctors or healers, the magicians, the star watchers, and the men who could write and read. Thus, they were called the wise men, and since they, because of their knowledge, were far above the normal people, they were called kings. That's true, because in fact the Magi were not locked to any single country or tribe. The Magi don't describe themselves as tribe-related. Thus, one cannot say that to which tribe they are related. You cannot even find out the nationality. They travel a lot, and the bound keeping them together is they are all Magi. The Magi religion binds them together, not the national or geographical borders. This made the Magi a multinational religious group of people whose main job was doing research, reading, writing, healing, astrology, and so on. The Magi were so volatile. Some had come from very far northeast of present-day Russia, where shamanism and tingrism is still practiced. 
Many were from Turkic tribes of the Central Asia and Mongolia, and that's why Turkic words and roots can be found in Magi teachings anywhere that they were present. More interestingly, there were Magi who had came from Egypt and India, and they could be found everywhere in the Mesopotamia at the time of Sumer, Babylonia, and Chaldea. The Magi believed in Zoroaster or Zarathustra. This is a Babylonian name comprised of two parts, Zar and Astar. You can see Zar in Babylonian names like Nabucodonosor and Balthazar, from Aramian root meaning to worship. The word Ziyarat in Arabic nowadays is remaining from the same. And the other part is Ishtar or Istar, which is the deity number one of the Magi. Thus, Zoroaster simply means one who worships Ishtar. The Magi believe in reincarnation, so Zoroaster was a reincarnating phenomenon coming back every few centuries. According to the Magi theology or theology, the two deities of the Magi were always a male devil with number two and a female genie with number one. They had a public name and a sacred name, which we call it Esme Azam. But every nation was free to call the two prominent deities with the names customary in their nation. Sometimes, especially following major considerable changes on earth, the dual divines gave their place to a new generation of dual divine with new names. The two prominent divines in Egypt were called Isis and Osiris, whose previous generation was Hathor and Ah. Among Semites, they were Ishtar and Baal and their previous generation was called Asherah and El. In Persia, their names were Anaita and Mitra, with the past generation being Ahura and Mazda, and even grandparents being Jahika and Ahriman. Assyrian Empire, which was a monotheistic theocracy, was persecuting dualist magi for many centuries. The Assyrians worshipped a winged god, which was a sun disk called Ashur. This tendency had also been seen among some of pharaohs of Egypt who worshipped Amun or even Atun as a monotheistic god. When you look at the most ancient names of demons among different nations, sometimes you see unbelievable similarities. Ah, in very first dynasties of Egypt, dating back to at least 5,000 years before Christ, is a lunar deity, which means it's a devil of moon or demon. And in Persia, we see Ahriman, whose name is always shortened as Ah, and he is a lunar deity or demon too. When their deities are the same, it means the relationship between Persia and Egypt has been much stronger than we know, and the least we can conclude is that the Magi have been in both places, and since they are the religious wise men, 
the religions of the two nations have been similar. Ancient history. The little information that history gives us is that the Medes and Babylonians, since both of them were Magi and both were under the pressure of Assyrians, revolted against Assyria and brought down the god of Nineveh in 612 BC. The other important thing is we know that Cambyses, son of Cyrus the Great, conquered Egypt in 525 BC and crowned himself as the first Firah of 27th dynasty. We can just imagine that the whole region being one country with a Magi religion could have been immensely important for religious unification. In fact, this is this is the fact. The religions of Persia and Egypt, as well as Mesopotamia and Syria, is very closely related and unified under the concept of Magi. But the arrangement didn't last very long. Darius I, who was the third king of Achaemenid, and we better call him God-creator, decided to unify the king and priest under the concept of one and only God. He created Ahura Mazda as one and only god of Persia with the same symbol of Ashur, god of Assyria. Starting from his time, Persia became the new Assyria, the new theocracy which started persecuting the Magi everywhere. Following Darius' model, his grandson Artaxerxes created Jehovah at the, as the god of Israelites a century later. In fact, Assyrians had started this project from 850 BC when Ahab was killed during the coup of Jehu from what we see engraved on the black obelisk of Nineveh where Jehu, king of Judea, is kissing the feet of Shalomon III of Assyria. Horus Conspiracy Now we can go a bit deeper about what was happening in Magi demonology of Egypt during the, during the first few dynasties of pharaohs, which date well back before 3000 years BC, which is around 5000 years before present time. We will notice that there is a complication about the she-demon of the Magi, and her son. Please note that as we will discuss in nomenclature and etymology, the sacred names of the demons are short stops, mostly two letters. These stops have gender, are reversible, and can be added on top of one another. In the case of Isis, the stop is is or ish. It can be reversed as she or she. This is a female stub added to itself. For Horus, the stub is hor or ar, reversible as ra or ra. About Osiris, the stubs are os, ir, and is. Pharaohs could not take power in their hands as kings unless they could unify the god in mythology. 
they had to make one and only God in order to start ruling. What they did was simple. They forced Is to get pregnant and bring a son. After son was born, they could remove the parents from power and then Horus alone, which is the son, will sit on the throne as the one and only God. This is the most peaceful transfer of power that could be imagined. Then Pharaoh, as King Prius, could sit on the throne of Egypt and start the first dynasty and rule in the name of Horus. The dualist magi were not required to become monotheists. They were asked to accept the divine baby delivery and accept a triad in which the vertex of triangle was Horus and respected the memory of his parents as a good boy remembering the dead ones. Magi were going to be revered and respected too as long as they accepted this arrangement, but they didn't and couldn't accept because Magi means dualism and this triangle practically was nothing but a monotheism. To make things worse, all features of Horus was stolen from his mother, because Horus in fact had nothing of his own. Horus is symbolized as sun, but Is always had a sun disk among her two horns, so she is, and nobody else, is sun. Horus was depicted as an air demon with wings or feathers, but Is everywhere had already been depicted for thousands of years with long, beautiful wings, while the she-demon Is was a whore, but her son Hor could not be a whore anymore. Thus, according to the Magi, Horus is fake and false, we cannot say that he is a false god because god generally is something false. All gods were false, were male, and they were invented by kings. Apparently, Magi revolted against this flagrant heresy. Therefore, the struggle between Magi and monarchy started from the very moment that monarchy was established for the first time. Pagans and Persians Okay, after this considerably long prologue, we can go a little deeper into demonology. Her Majesty number one, the she-devil, is the sun and is a whore who is the first deity that we as Magi worship. As we can see from the pictures remaining from ancient Egypt, she is usually depicted in two forms. One, Hathor form. She is depicted as a cow, but since she is the sun and the same at the same time, then she is a cow with a sun disc between two cow horns. Even when depicted as a human, she is a woman with two horns and a disc of sun between them. Two. Isis form. She is depicted as a winged woman with colorful, long feather wings, sometimes with horns on her head and sun in the middle of them. So, is she a cow or a bird? 
let's ask this question from the Semite and Persians who have survived the magophony of Persian kings. 1. In Hebrew, the Ka is called Paga. The Israelites were worshipping the Ka from before the time of Moses well until the 4th century when Roman Empire had taken the control of Judea. So Romans called them pagan, which means follower of Paga or cow worshipper. Thus, the very original source of pagan is the one who worships Pag or Ka, who is the she-devil of the Magi. Arabic Bagara and Turkish Boga are from the same root. 2. In Persian, the feather, which is a symbol of beard and flying, is called Par. Par and Pag have almost no difference in pronunciation. Even now, many nations pronounce R as G. If you write Par, some will read it Par and others will read it Pag. But if you write Pag, no one will read it Par. So we better write it like Par and uh, as we are writing a new. It is quite amazing that the difference of the two forms of she-devil, cow and bird, is quite identical with the two understandings from word par. 1. There were some magi who took par as cow and introduced themselves as pog worshippers, which later on Romans called them pagans. These group were Semite. 2. There were others who took par as bird and believed Isis or sea is a bird. So Parsi are the group of magi who depict Isis with wings. Persian, therefore, is the religious name of the sect or simply the name of the magi who considered sea as a bird. Bird in Parsi is called Morg, thus sea, which is Morg, is called Seymorg, who is the glorious name of the prominent flying she-devil of the Magi. Just like the followers of Paga later on were called pagans, the, the Parsi were called Persians. That's why when Cyrus the Great founded this country, he called it Persia, and their language is now called Farsi. And answer a question. Why Hitler suggested Reza Shah to change the name of the country to Iran. We already said that Darius had invented official Magi and official Zoroastrianism against the original Magi and original Zoroastrianism. Artaxerxes too created an official Jehovah God and official Jewish religion against their original counterparts. In the past, there were original Pharisees. Par plus Is is the name of the winged Isis or Parsi. But after Jewish became official, new official Pharisees were produced against original, starting from the time of Ezra the scribe and reproduced quickly during the Hasmonean revolt during 2nd century BC. Just as official Magi of Achaemenid and Sassanid kings 
were the worst notorious enemies of people, the Pharisees of the time of Jesus Christ were the most fanatic adherents of God, Jehovah, and Torah. The Pharisees of the first century BC, in fact, have ruined the image of the Parsi to the degree that Reza Shah thought that if he named the country Persia, it will be just like handing over the country to the zealous followers of Jehovah. He had no idea that Persians and Pharisees were basically the Magi and Pagan. Therefore, he chose the other name Iran, a name that is its roots are relevant to Aryan, which Hitler attributed to the race of German. While I think that the name of Iran, Aryan, is basically going back to the Eighth deity, which at that time in ancient Egypt, pharaohs attributed it to Horus, the air deity for them. So um, I think that the name Iran is ambiguous as a name because it's relevant to monarchy, it is a bit racist, and uh, it is chosen by anti-Semitic anti intentions of Hitler. That's why we as the Persian Magi prefer the name Persia because for us, the name Persia does not refer to a geography or to a race, but it refers to our ideology. Thank you for watching.